everybody, welcome to Street Fight Radio. It's Sunday night and we're taking your calls. That's right, Street Fight, Sunday night call-in show. We're back. Last time we did this, it was in December. Um, I was a totally different person then. And it's now 2022. We wanna know what's going on with you in the new year. And uh, you can reach us by dialing 614-655-3887. Let us know what's going on at work. Let us know fucked up COVID shit that's happening at your job. Uh, Stupid things the police are doing. Unionizing. Organizing. Any of the good Isings. Uh, We want to hear about them. My name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. We're Street Fight Radio, the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. And we have been that way now for 10 years strong. And if you want to hear us in Columbus, Ohio, add 92.7 or 98.3 to your radio dial. Uh, We are live on WCRS LP FM, uh, as well as in your podcasting app on your phone. Podzoozle. Your Podzoozle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I opened up because, uh, uh, well, I got football. Okay. So I football. Yeah, I'm, I, talk, I talk like that. Now football. That I watch football. Again. Football. Uh, I really bandwagon jumped. I'm going to tell everybody right now. Yes, you haven't heard me talk about football probably since 2013 when uh, 100 people were listening. Um, but uh, the reason for that is that my team mm-hmm. is the Bengals of Cincinnati. Got, got it. Smart. I, I watched them for like five or six years, and they went to the first round of the playoffs, and they lost. And then it was just like, well, this isn't fun. You know, I back winners. Mm-hmm. That's something I do. So I was like, I ain't watching football anymore. You don't have time for a non-winning team. It's a stupid sport. It's just a stupid sport that I hate. And then I found out that the Bengals were in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Wild card round. Oh, fun. I'm like, I'm watching that. Watch the game they won. Wow. Yesterday, I'm put watching money, that. Putting money on it? No, I, I'm going to put money next week, but I think that's dumb to do. Because let me tell you, that'll be emotional money. That's, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's people. That's what makes it fun. That's like the the but good stuff. I want Cincinnati to win, and every time I bet on somebody, they lose. Oh, smart. <laughs> I've yeah. never won a sports bet. <laughs> I've won one one bet. And it was a pro wrestling bet. And, it, it, you know, it wasn't even the one I thought I was going to win. And uh, I just, sports hate me, man. And uh, I just can't, I can't bet. But uh, I did open the chat. So I have the chat up on half the screen and football up on the other half of the screen. And uh, the first thing I saw was Happy Sunday, Yippie Kaye, and Let's Go Brandon. <laughs> Very funny. Very funny. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. You know, he's doing it. Um, God, what a week for me, you know? Really? I Actually, I got some feedback from the show Wednesday. Uh, also, didn't get to say this on the air. I actually told Brett this after the show as like a personal accomplishment between friends. 
Uh, but I'll say it on the show now since we're we're doing our sort of opening the show banter. Okay. Uh, number one, uh, I'm gonna say this. People have told me that they appreciate the long-term storytelling of the piss hole saga. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I thank you. Uh, I'm glad I can tell a long story. Um, the piss hole saga is over. I'm not cutting myself up. I'm not bleeding anymore. None of that stuff's going to happen now. It's all over. I'm not going to have any other problems like that for the rest of my life. I've decided. Yeah. Now here's the next part. Uh, Longtime listeners of this show will know my struggles with this. Um, the first thing I said to Brett when when we went off the air Wednesday was, hey, guess what? I think I fixed my phone bill. So this is the next long-term story. People know mm-hmm. that when I buy a phone, I have bad strategies. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally from like probably my earliest memory yeah. when I first met you before we were actually friends and you were like, <laughs> yeah, my friend's friend, basically, uh, you got a brand new phone and you came and you told us that you got the most expensive phone and it didn't work right. And that you pay a ton of money, extra money. Now. I did. I did. I went to the T-Mobile store back then. I, I'll never forget this. And the guy's like, I was like, you know, it's time to get a smartphone. I haven't had a smartphone yet. And this is way early in smartphone era. And the guy's like, you know, what kind of smartphone do you want? And I was like, I'll take the most expensive one. And uh, so he got me the most expensive one. And it was not very good. It was a Samsung at the time. Yeah. And also my bill was ridiculous. And it and it hit like. A high amount. I mean, we were really up there in the amount of money Mm -hmm. that our phones were costing. Uh, So over this time, I have developed a habit of basically kind of doing the same thing, although I get an iPhone now. So whatever I'm getting is what an iPhone costs. I just go in and say, uh, well, first of all, I say, "Give give me the newest iPhone. And then they're like, do you want the Pro? And I'm like, yeah. I think I think I do. I'm a pro. Yeah, I'm a I mean, professional phone user. I am though. I am a professional phone yeah. user. If there is ever a professional <laughs> phone user, I'm one of them. On it all the fucking time. Yeah. Um. So I always get that, and then also they're like, anything else you want to add, cases or whatever. So basically, my phone is always paying for like several things on credit over years. Mm-hmm. Uh, my phone bill for the past. Six, seven years has been uh, $365 a month. <laughs> it's oh for three God. people. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Three phones. That hurts. Okay. So, I go to the store this week because I had, I did some thinking. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kept getting a, uh, uh, I kept getting messages from T-Mobile because I had Sprint, which also got me made fun of. By the way, I said I have Sprint and somebody was like, you having Sprint is the most Brian thing ever done. And I was like, I've been sensitive about that since. Who said this? Somebody on Twitter. We're talking about a year ago. Okay. I said something about having Sprint. I posted something about (laughs) having Sprint. And all the replies were like, of course you have Sprint. That's the most Brian thing that could. I don't even know what it means. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. It says a lot about you, I guess. It does, yes, it does. I don't know. Um, so I go, uh, all right, uh, Sprint. I, I have Sprint. They keep telling me you need to switch over to T-Mobile, Brian, because okay. we're T-Mobile now. T-Mobile bought Sprint. Okay. Okay. So, like, you need to switch uh, over to the T-Mobile network. You, so you're on a losing horses team with Sprint because they well, got bought out. Here's a bad, yeah. And here's a bad part about that. When I went to the T-Mobile store, because I was like, fuck it, we'll just go to T-Mobile store. Uh, we'll get this handled because you have to get a SIM card and all this fucking shit. I was like, let's go to the phone store and we'll get this handled. And uh, we go to the we go to the T-Mobile store. Number one, I'm like, I got to switch over to T-Mobile. Uh, wondering, they keep telling me that my lease is up on all three of my phones. Yeah. Uh, what can you do about that? That's what I said to the guy. And he's like, uh, well, here's what we can do. We can take those phones back and then we'll give you $800 off of a phone. Nice. Okay. okay. Each phone, three phones, $800 off. What do I do? I walk over those iPhones. I get the one that's $799.99. Wow. Not incredible. the pro. Thank you. Thank you. I did not get the pro. My wife was incredibly proud of She was like, you're not going to get the pro? And yeah. I was like, no, I don't think so. You don't want to take money out of the savings? You don't want to take money out of the overspending account to get the pro? <laughs> yeah. So what I did was I got the old regular, but then I also was like, but I could, I wouldn't mind getting the newest Apple Watch. Um, I didn't do it. Because she was like, come on, dude. Yeah. These phones are going to be free here. Right. We're going to get these free phones. Let's get out of here. We're going to be we can. leasing. Get out of here while we can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we won't be leasing. And that would be great. And then also, I was like, they were like, do you need cases? And I go, I'll buy them. Mm -hmm. Money out of my pocket right now. I'll buy the case. Right. I'm not going to put the case on the bill because I knew what they were doing. They love to do that, man. Those cases, man. Sometimes when they're putting the case on the bill, I will get an $80 case. Oh, I know. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, these are $79.95. You're like, what? <laughs> for how? Yeah. And then they have you pay for two years on it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say it's $79.99 and you'll go like, I cannot imagine a phone case being $79.99. Must be good. I'll take it. Want to rent this phone case? $5 a month. Rent this phone case from us. That way you don't have to go to a different store, you know, just get taken care of. So I uh, uh, paid for the cases up front. Mm -hmm. All the beginning fees uh -huh. paid for those. Got the phones for free. Okay. So I'm not leasing anything. Now here is- You didn't is spend any money? Just the cases? Just the cases. And the and, and the fee. The upgrade fee. They made me pay an upgrade fee, which I feel like I could have got that down to zero dollars because, you know, you just be like, fuck it. I don't want to upgrade. It. Yeah. Walk out. And then I'm like, oh, one more we'll do it. But I paid. Okay. okay. Uh, they did get me on one thing. They were like, these iPhones- the charger that comes with them, which, by the way, I have 300 lightning cables. I couldn't have more lightning really? cables and blocks. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, you had them. a lot of phones. Yeah, I have a lot, I've had a lot of phones. I've had four pairs of AirPods. 
I mean, I just, they're all over my house. And, and so he goes, these actually have USB-C. They're not like the regular USB. Oh. So you're going to need these charging blocks. And I didn't think about it. And I was like, okay, yeah, we'll take those. 60 bucks for all three of them. That, that was an extra $60 right there. Yeah. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. He really tricked me there. For a charging block? <laughs> 20 bucks a piece. Wow. For each charging block. Okay. And, and I should have thought about that before because it doesn't matter what side, what the side is that plugs into the block. It could be anything that plugs into the block. It, all that matters is the lightning, right? That goes into the phone. That's all that matters is what goes into the phone, not the other side. The other side doesn't matter at all. Okay. And I fell for that. Right. Just, I wasn't thinking. Um, They said, do you want insurance? Nope. I don't want the insurance. Uh, Very Brian choice. Okay. So here's what I'm thinking. Here's another wrinkle. Actually, I got one more wrinkle. Uh, I have been paying $40 for a phone line for two years that doesn't exist. Why? I see it on there when I go to pay, but I just am like, there's no way I'm paying that. You don't want to hurt their feelings by bringing it up? <laughs> I just feel like... like <laughs> T-Mobile knows what they're doing. They wouldn't just let me pay for a fourth line. <laughs> well, I see it, and I'm like... How did it get on there? Daughter lost her phone at a music festival. We had to get her a new phone, but we didn't have the SIM card. They had to give her a new number. So they were like, you keep this other number and then forward it for like a month and then we'll take it off. But they never took it off. And I've been paying $40 a month for a phone line for months, for for years, now Mm -hmm. two years. Okay. So um, basically they got, here's what they got out of me. Okay. They got $450 that day. Okay. Yeah. That's fees. And all that stuff. Sure. And what with the 60 bucks, it should have been 390 if we're being honest. Because right, those charging blocks. <laughs> I should not have bought those. Um, and the case. I shouldn't have bought the case that I bought. It it was like a $60 case, but it was like it had a thing on it. It said something on the package that it said bat mag safe uh-huh. on the package. And I was like, oh, I probably. Only something I can sure use. Something it's MagSafe certified. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't even I just know. found out what it is. I just I didn't even know what it was. So I ended up getting a fifty dollars case there. But I did get out, and I did get out of this place. I paid that money. Now, where I did not do one thing, I didn't ask how much my monthly bill is going to be. Okay. So I don't know about that. The guy at the counter said. There's one other red flag. The guy at the counter is like, I'm like, yeah, they've been sending me messages telling me I got to switch over to T-Mobile from Sprint. He's like, yeah, they send those out because they're, they're like people with Sprint were getting a really good deal. <laughs> so, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Why do you say that? I don't know, but I've been <laughs> replaying in my head for now two weeks. <laughs> That sentence has been playing in my head yeah. over and over again. Good deal days are over, my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm trained to eliminate the good deals. Yeah. I've been asked to eliminate all the good deals in the company. 
Yeah. So I'm basically, here's what we're doing. We're waiting to see what the monthly bill is, is when they send it. Mm -hmm. Now we want it to be less than $364. Mm -hmm. Now the phones aren't leased. There's nothing leased on there. I'm not paying for anything with credit. Wow. On this. Impressive. So I'm thinking this is in my mind. I'm thinking we're getting 200 bucks. I'm hoping it's 200 bucks a month. Well, I'm hoping it's a hundred bucks. Sure. <laughs> but but uh, I'm really, I'm, I'm really thinking I fixed my phone bill, which is like something that, I mean, we're talking a, over a decade of this situation. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a battle. I, I had laid down <laughs> for 10 years. I laid down my sword and just let them take advantage of me the whole time. So we will see. Yeah. We will see. I get it. You're finally like, you're a bad friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping, man. I mean, phones are just horrible and stupid and waste of time. Yeah, I hate them, dude. I hate the phone company. I think of all I I have like a running power ranking in my head of of bills basically, where I'm like the ones I hate the most. And uh the one I hate the most of all the bills, cell phone. Cuz it is the biggest wild card of all of the bills. It just, you you go into the place, they tell you what you're paying every month, you get home, you're fucking paying a bunch more, mm -hmm. or like, there's always some secret charge or some shit on there, and, and like, I hate it. Then my number two hated one, cable, because they do the same thing. They're like, this is how much your internet's going to be. Yeah. And then you get the bill, it's at least $10 more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, um, my healthcare started doing that shit. It was, it was like I was paying and then I was paying, getting a, getting a deal. And then I checked my portal for my doctor and I had a whole, a whole bunch of money like that I owed like $700. And they were like, oh, don't worry about it. You can do a payment plan. So that's it's just $50 a month for like the next year. And I'm like, okay, that's on top of my health care. Now it's $50 more. And then – I just started getting charged $50 more for my monthly premium. So I, it was like $100 just in the matter of like six months of having it. I signed up and then within six months, I was already paying $100 more per month. Yeah. I don't have to pay my insurance. So that is one that I think I would hate. And somebody in the chat actually, Psychic Gasoline in the chat said that like he hates insurance because it feels like you're paying for nothing. Yeah, I guess like car insurance is another one that like, you know, I, I talked about this a couple months ago. Uh, my bill was 117 a month. And then the next month it was $460. And then the next month it was $800. And I ghosted them uh, and signed up for a new company. And now it's 117 again. Yeah. But um, so car insurance. Okay. So my power ranking now goes phone. Cable, no, phone, car insurance, because car insurance is like witch doctor stuff. You don't know why anything costs anything. And then cable. And then the one I don't, I know that it's it's a human right. You should get electricity and gas for free. But I find them to be the easiest ones to work with. So I always put them like down down near the bottom. Yeah. You know, because it's just like, I hate fucking paying for electricity. 
but like they'll fucking work with you. Yeah, they have to make it work. <laughs> they yeah. keep you on the hook, but you have to make it work. Yeah. And they, they aren't allowed to turn is it gas or electric that's not allowed to turn you off during the winter, which I think is just incredible. Right. And I've always known that. And then they'll like try to get tough with you. They'll try to get on, they'll try to send you all this stuff and get tough with you. And you're like, Well, yeah. I think you gotta do a payment plan. You're not gonna get any money. <laughs> so right. we'll see. We change will your tone. See. Yeah, yeah, you maybe should change your tone. So, yeah, I mean, rent is really the worst one because it's the most expensive one. Yeah. But it's it's like, and most necessary, I think. So, yeah, that's my power rank. I would love to hear other people's bill power rankings. <laughs> okay. I'm so fascinated by what people, what drives people the craziest. And cell phones got to be the top one for everybody, right? Doesn't bother me. I have a different. Well, sitch. you have a whole good. You have a good cell phone situation. Well, yeah. I also a never. Good I haven't flash bag. I haven't bought a phone in like ten years. That's crazy. I just though. get whenever my sister gets a new phone, I get her old phone. Basically, is my plan. Right. That's my privilege. Have like an iPhone five. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you're using? A or seven. A seven. Seven. Okay, seven. Seven. Yeah. Okay. And they're up at thirteen. They got thirteens now. Yeah. It's been a long time. I've had it. I'm surprised it still it's works. still together. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't bother mm. me. You just got to charge it more. Yeah. You just have to give up some of the dexterity in your pinky. Damage some of the muscles holding the <laughs> charger. You got to hold the charger like. Apply pressure while you hold it, you know? Yeah. Actually, I worked out a lot of the gunk from uh, the Juggalos. I thought it was over. I told you my charging port was dead, but somehow through erosion and a few paper clips that I jammed down in there with the alcohol swab on them, like, uh, I got it out. It's it's charging, yeah. it's charging better. I got a scary, hey. I just, I saw a horror story, Brett. Oh, really? Outer organism in the chat. Uh, I saw a lot of people when I worked at the phone store. Break or lose their new phone without insurance in the first week or two. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would say that is something I always... I do have insurance, and I've always paid for it, but I've never... I've only used it one time. Yeah. So did you pick it out with a toothpick? Yeah, with a, yeah, a paper clip with a, like an alcohol swab wrapped around it. I've done that. That works. <laughs> alcohol fixes everything. Oh, yeah. People don't know. People... I mean, like, I clean... Man, I've been, I use alcohol to clean my AirPods. I've even thought about dipping them in the alcohol and just like really giving them, they say not to do that. Yeah, I don't want to submerge it probably. It feels like it would get all that gunk out of there. You yeah. know, if I showed you my AirPods right now, you would be really grossed out. Barf. I, I, I don't know, let me see. You're trying to do some gross out humor? <clears throat> Uh, yeah, it's a little cheesy in there. Yeah. Well, those are probably the clean ones because I, I had the ones the other day where it was like, oh, no, no. They're pretty clean for now. Yeah. I've had them at times where I'm like, why is it so quiet? And I pull it out and like, just caked. <laughs> just caked with gum. Oh. <laughs> so nasty. Yeah. I so. have a lot of uh, Q-tips for dabs. So I just have that around. I have alcohol swabs and and alcohol and swabs and whatever, uh, Q-tips and all that shit all the time. Yeah, I keep Q-tips around, too, like, for ears. Really? For, for old one. school? I bet. Isn't that? I, you're not supposed to put anything in there anymore. Uh, they don't want you fucking around in there. My family, 
I've always oh, I love it. it. I love to People get used to make fun of me my brain. for not doing it. I don't know what you're supposed to do to your... Oh, no. Yeah, the medical... I think they're, they're real scared. They're all safety nerds about the inside of your ear now. Really? Look it up. I'm, I'm, go- sure. I'm gonna. I was gonna buy one of those scoops. I was also you know gonna what I want? candle. I was thinking about candling. <laughs> that's real seventies. That's an old. That's really old uh, medical. I know, but they. Have but it's it cool at CVS, it's and I I've seen it, and I'm like, man, if I candled, I bet you I could hear so good. I saw. Um, I think on Snapchat, they shoot this foam in your ear canal. Like it goes in like this hot pink goo. And then it like hardens very quickly into like a soft foam and it grabs all the shit. And when they pull it out, it is covered in like a whole Jurassic era scenery. That's what they tell people about the uh, uh, when you get an enema, when you get a colonic. (laughs) Colonic, yeah. I've heard when you get a colonic, they like have a clear tube next to you. Yeah. And you'll see (laughs) shit you ate six weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right yeah hey, that's one of those wax pop bottles i ate when i was 13 <laughs> now i would love to find out if all the gum i swallowed is still yeah because that's what they used to tell you when i was a kid they'd be like if you swallow gum it stays in there for 10 years i swallow a lot of gum especially with the mask stuff now <laughs> oh yeah, god. I'm a gum swallower. The worst mask experience last Thursday. Oh my god. Oh dude. I had a fucking booger. <laughs> oh no. And it was like one of those ones that's like stuck to a hair and then up here and when you breathe out it fucking waves. Yeah, it flutters. It's like a Jake break on a truck. <laughs> yeah. And I'm fucking I, I keep I get away from people and then I I go like this up into the mask. I like stick my fa- and then I'm oh like, you go through wait you're pushing on the mask and under your, no- I oh, just go okay, under gotcha, it gotcha. and in and then I I'm like people proud at first I was like people don't know I'm picking my nose, but then I'm like what else would I be doing like sucking my finger <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> biting my finger yeah so yeah yeah so. Fucking um, crazy life. Well, uh, before we take calls here, and if you're if you're in the chat, jump in here. We need some people. The, the queue is open. Um, right now, I am wearing uh, the Christmas present that you got me, Brian. Uh, we messed this up because I gave you your birthday present at your house, and then you were like, here, open this, and it was my Christmas present. So that's what I'm wearing. This is your Christmas present I left here at the studio. Oh, my word. I get a Christmas present. In January. So nice. The candle. Oh, somebody's making... Ear candling? What's this? Oh, oh, my God! It's Legos! <laughs> Dude, I've been wanting to buy Legos. I know it's Lego. You're not supposed to say the S. Oh, it's like I thought it was Legos. It's all no. the Legos. There's a whole bunch of Legos in that box. No, you're literally not. It's Dom's Dodge. It's Dom's Dodge Charger. Oh, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. When I get home. Maybe. Yeah, go for it. Actually, you'll be watching the next remote show and I'll be in there Lego. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I've been wanting Legos, but I can never spend money on them. They're too expensive and overpriced as hell. It's incredible how much they cost. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I also see, I mean, like, if you save the instructions and keep it together, um, it's kind of like doing a puzzle and it's just something to do. You build it and then tear it down and then build it again, you know? Yeah. Or build other stuff. Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, you could, like, actually Lego. My ego? Jason, scam likely? Are you getting that? What? Scam likely on your phone? So now when somebody calls you, it just says scam likely. Oh, I if have a, a scam. Oh no, I have a I have an app that gets rid of bunk calls. Yeah. Oh, somebody said I should stream building it. Um, maybe, but sometimes I like to just do stuff for the B man. You sure. know? Yeah. For the B guy. And uh, I can go sit up in my office and do it while I'm recording podcasts too. Good idea. I wanted to put a Lego thing together, but like for real, I think Lego is probably the best gift to give somebody because like, I don't want to spend the amount of money it costs to get a Lego thing for an hour <laughs> of Legoing, but I want a Lego thing. Yeah. And I got one two years ago, an event, a small one, an Avengers airplane or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, Gwen put it together. So Story I never got to put it together. Joy. Well, that's what having a kid is. So thank you very much. I yeah. appreciate it. Yes. Hope you like it. A couple of people just giving each other good gifts. Just you like know, really killing Brett. I had to get Brett a shirt that looked that was old because um, he goes to these death metal concerts and he's sensitive about his shirts. Yeah. Someone's going <laughs> to kick my ass for wearing a Thursday shirt. <laughs> There's going to be a breakdown and someone's going to crowd kill me. They're going to punch me right in the face for being too metalcore. I mean, I'm in the same. I, I, I would probably do the same way because like that's like the only audience where like people are nuts if, about that stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then and also the names, all the names are so unintelligible. It's just like a in huge inside joke now. And you yeah. just have to recognize the shape. The, the bands just have a shape for a name. Yeah. And bands like, just like bands, like, first of all, it's like metal is the only kind of music where you're not allowed to, where you're like not allowed to like not like the underground stuff. I think it's the only one left. I really metal is the only type of music that didn't get hit with poptimism is yeah. what I'm trying to say. Like it is like still very gatekeepery gatekeepy too. Yeah. Like if I went to a death metal show in my regular ass clothes, people would probably be like, what's this guy doing in here? Is <laughs> yeah. somebody's dad here? What's <laughs> weirdo. Yeah. What's this fucking weird what's guy? Fucking problem, you know? dude. And but also if if my daughter went to a death metal show, people would be like, "What the hell? What's going on?" I don't know. There was a couple posers at the one I went to. <laughs> they were wearing like brand new Carhartt beanies and very weird like Instagrammy couple. But oh, you know, well, you're they probably to burn your Carhartt anyway. It looks like they probably did cross listen to like Frozen Soul when they did CrossFit is what they looked like. Oh, it was very weird. Okay, yeah. Did you know you're supposed to burn your Carhartt now? Uh, I thought lesbians reclaimed it or some lesbians won the war. So I'm an ally. So I, I'm going to keep mine. Oh yeah. Conservatives are burning their car heart. Yeah. Yeah. I because saw Because they, uh, uh, vax they're, they're making their employees get the vaccine in a, in a, in an extremely capitalist move. Uh, I feel that when you are operating in a world where 
It's hard to find employees. Having employees that are going to die on you is probably not ideal. Yeah. And this is also, I mean, this is also says something about the class of people that are the complainers and the boycotters and stuff because the Carhartt shit is super expensive. And like working ass people do not get that. They no. get, they get Canyon River outfitters shit. Like my dad, even Dickie, my dad went to, yeah, to odd lots and got whatever with the irregular work shirts were. There was no like brand loyalty at all. Just, it was the cheapest and heart toughest. Yeah. They gave us our winter gear at the, um, cable company. They would give us our winter gear. No. So when I was a roofer, they did not give you your winter gear. And, uh, uh, I was so broke at the time. We're talking like, we're, we're really talking like you know, a hundred dollars to get between paychecks. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I decided to spend like 200 bucks so I could have the black Carhartt bibs. Right. But I got into the bibs like at that, like that's where I learned about the bibs. Like yeah. I like the bibs a lot. Uh, but the cable company, they gave you your winter gear and it was Dickies. It was never Carhartt. Mm -hmm. The guys had guys had Carhartt because they went and bought their own Carhartt. Right. And, uh, you know, working people do not, you're right. Working people do not get, I saw a guy burning his Carhartt hat in front of a fucking fully restored, uh, Ford Bronco. Thanks. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, it just $90,000. Oh yeah. Work on that fucking oh thing. yeah. You know, I mean, Carhartt is good. It's, oh, yeah. it's good stuff, but it is also the most expensive in that. Yeah. Category. Field. Yeah. yeah. And it's the best stuff, which is, it's so funny that these dipshits, like, are just like, uh, I don't, I'll get the second best stuff, you know? Yeah. I don't care, because. I, I don't like them destroying stuff, too. It's just wasteful. I, mean, I hope they just give it away or something or donate it. They ain't got to do that, though. They, they, they have to throw a stuff. tantrum or show off on their Facebook with, like, a dumpster full of Carhartt and them smoking a cigar. Yeah. Yeah. And they just look stupid as shit burning their own stuff. You know, a boycott is just not buying new stuff. It's not take all the stuff you have and get rid of it. That's not the way a boycott works. They're going on a they're I mean, going on a tantrum. And you could drop it off at Goodwill. Goodwill. Before we get to the calls, I just one more thing. My wife last week cleaned the basement so I could exercise down there. Uh, we're thinking about getting a rowing machine or whatever. Uh -huh. So she cleans the basement. She has two huge boxes of pure gel. I'm talking like Ooh. decorations, right? Some racist ones, by the way. She had these uh, like uh, uh, Asian, like Japanese lady dolls that she had. And it was, yeah. Yeah. I saw them. It, yeah. It was a it lot was, of weird stuff. Her dad got it on bought him in japan like when he was stationed there at the airport you know he got him at the airport <laughs> but but yeah it was just a bunch of pure fucking junk and she was like yeah uh take that to the goodwill and i was like are you sure they're gonna want that and she was like oh yeah they call it decor <laughs> she was like, this is she it had fucking it had concrete turtles in yeah. there and it's like is somebody really gonna want i guess like maybe somebody might want racist like Orientalist dolls or whatever. Or yeah. Concrete turtles. But I just, I, my wife hands gives people stuff. Like she loves to hand stuff to well, people on the way out the door. They sort it. And I get so embarrassed when she's giving stuff away. 
every time. And Brett takes it, so she gives him more than yeah, I'm regular ass people. <laughs> I've got so much stuff. That's why I never had the cell phone problem. I'm like, oh, are you giving something away? I'll take it. <laughs> I said something. About, I was complaining during the break about my wife uh, was stay. I was sitting in my room sitting in my room or sitting downstairs relaxing and my wife keeps calling me upstairs to say do you want to keep these you want to keep these you want to keep these just going through the closet yeah right just picking up clothes you want to keep this you want to keep this you want to keep this and i'm like just i'll go through the stuff and decide what i want to keep but currently i probably don't want any of this stuff yeah you can just throw it away and then i texted brett because I was just annoyed that she kept asking me if I needed these things. And he was like, yeah, that's how I got all your sweatpants. <laughs> yeah, <it is. laughs> like, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I didn't know what was up. Katie was just like, here, Brian doesn't want all these sweatpants. So I was like, are you serious? This is like, really, these look great. And she was like, yeah, I asked him. He said, no, he doesn't want them. Oh no, I didn't want those. So. Okay. I don't like sweatpants anymore. Cause the stuff falls out the pocket. I go buy pants that are, are technically sweatpants, but look casual, like a gentleman would wear to work. Mm-hmm. That, but with a, <laughs> but they they have like a elastic waist. You know what I'm saying? I mean, what? sorry, they're called Kennedy brand, and they have an elastic waist. Oh, but nice. they look like pants you you would wear to work. Yeah. You know? So you hacked it. That's what I'm. Yeah, I did, dude. I would be wearing sweatpants to work every day. Right now. I can't do it. I just live in them at home. I basically, it's just like a little stinky suit <laughs> that I wear. <laughs> I just wear it until it's like filthy or like see-through from grease and then just replace it. And then I put on nice clothes for like 90 minutes to go to Kroger and walk around and pretend like I looked like that, that all the time. <laughs> God, man, I, I, I wear pajamas in the house. Got to. But I don't. I did sit around last night. It just would drive the listeners nuts if they saw this. But I sat around last night in my pajamas with my shoes on, tied super tight, because I went to the grocery store. In your jams? Yeah, I had to. I wanted to get all the shopping done. Yeah. You know? Become. Yeah, and we made a deal with each other that we would uh, eat at home all week this week. Yeah, I've been doing that. It's a big improvement in in life. Mm. It feels amazing. Yeah. When you do like I was we did like a grand slam like four days in a row. It fucking blew me away. I couldn't believe it. That's mind blowing. Just having like <laughs> toast and uh fruit and eggs for breakfast and shit and then making dinner. Yeah. So weird. I mean that's how I started paying my bills off was eating at home. Yeah. And also not smoking. Yeah. Like it just got easier and easier to have a little money left over. Yeah. And like I'm trying to figure out ways to spend that money, of course. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, also, I did, and this has like been a real bummer. I, I think this is another update that people probably are curious about. I did not restart my Stars subscription. Ooh, okay. Wow. Stay, holding strong. I did watch Stars the very last night. Remember how it was till mm. January 16th? I watched a movie on January 15th at midnight. <laughs> Getting your money's worth. Oh my god, I'm gonna lose this. And and it was I I had been watching all of uh, Tony Scott's movies during the break. Mm -hmm. I just decided to watch all of his movies, and uh, I wanted to watch The Fan with Robert De Niro and Wesley Snipes. And uh, 
I looked for it. I searched it and it said it was in the stars. I opened the stars app and I watched it and I was like, I, I fucking wanted to text you, Mike and Jesse. <laughs> yeah. And just be like, how come when I wanted to watch a movie, stars had it? Stars you know? was there. Stars was there for me. You guys weren't there for me. Yeah. Actually, I I, I want to be fair. Mike did send me and Brett tutorials on how to pirate stuff. Yeah, I want to do that. I'm going to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. We got to make like a Street Fight storage though or something to hold all of the media. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I just feel like there's going to be stuff I want that is easier to just get on. The, on Somebody did ask me to see what I pay for my streaming service bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had to explain to him, I, I like, don't have time to go through because like some of them are on my Apple subscriptions. Right. Some of them are on my Hulu subscriptions. Yeah. Um, some of them are on PayPal. They come in right. on PayPal. I'd have to just go searching <laughs> for them all over the place. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I just, I showed some, but I did post the other day real quick, uh, that my Hulu and, Netflix came out because Mike and Jesse were talking about Netflix on Kickstarter, YKS, right? Yeah, they're going to start doing a podcast. <laughs> yes. And what they said was about it that they're, it, they were laughing their asses off because there's apparently a premium Netflix service where you get to watch all like four TVs, you can, you can download and, and just all this stuff. And uh, I was like, oh, I should check and see which. Netflix service I have. Yeah, what Netflix you have. Just to know what I got. Uh-huh. Premium. I have the premium Netflix. It's $19 a month. Wow. <laughs> I don't know what my Netflix is, to be honest. Uh, Do you use mine? Uh-huh. Do you still use mine? No, I don't or think you so. for it? No, I think I pay for it. Actually, we have a friend now Maybe. that uses my Hulu and my Netflix and my... Uh, not my, they use my Hulu, my Netflix, and my HBO Max. And then every time we hang out, they'll just hand us 40 bucks and be like, hey, man, you know. Yeah, that's the cool thing to do. Yeah. Well, most people don't. You know, I think my mom has never given me a penny for my Hulu. And she yeah. watches the worst stuff. I mean, I would. I mean, Charlotte's going to get. She better give me her goddamn passwords. <laughs> I brought her into this world. I can watch all the content that she gets to see as well. <laughs> Just how it is. Buster I mean, you Brown. you have a Plex situation, so I don't have my Plex running anymore. I ran out of all my space when I lost the big computer. Uh, uh, but I want to do. I want to set up that thing that uh, Mike sent. It seemed neat, and it seemed like you can just search for shit and get it loaded up pretty quick. Would love it if I didn't have an Apple TV. You yeah, can't Apple do that TV. with an Apple TV. Can you do it with the PlayStation? Well, we'll figure it out. I can send you the PlayStation. You can have that. I have a PlayStation. Four? Yeah. Oh, okay. I have one too. Yeah. I'm uh, actually, I also, if you're going to call in tonight and you're a gamer, uh, let me know any good Switch games that there are out there. I like Mario. I like the Mario games. Okay. And um, I like stealth combat games where you got to sneak around and kill people. Basically, I like killing people and then Mario too. <laughs> Did you ever like play Breath of the Wild? No, I. D- okay, that's another thing. I don't like open world. Okay, I hate open world. It's not too open world. 
um it kind of tells you where you can go you can i mean it is a, you can't explore though but yeah yeah um the fighting in it is so fun and like your shit breaks like halfway through battles and you have to grab like sticks and it's good i like it maybe i'll simple. give it a shot um but yeah other than that uh, i'm looking at I'll, metroid think, dread oh yeah i don't know anything about and that Hades. yeah but uh, yeah metroid dread is what i'm looking at because i always liked metroid as a kid yeah, Metroid's type. Yeah. And then remember when you found out it's a woman? Metroid's a woman? Yeah, I was shocked. I was too. I really was. I was like, what the fuck? Oh my God. All right, let's answer some calls and talk to some folks. F O L X. Let's see what's up. Um, Here we go. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, guys. This is uh, Jonathan from Louisville. Jonathan from Louisville. What is up? Oh, uh, not much. I just wanted to let you know, as far as the Lego versus Legos thing, I think Legos is American and Lego is like European. That's how I've always understood it. I've been playing with Legos since like 1982. So that's, that's what I thought, but I could be wrong about that. But uh, I listened to a wrestling podcast. I, I actually listened to a wrestling podcast and one of the hosts is a, is a, like big time Lego dude. And he he's Canadian. Uh huh. He is Canadian, but uh -huh. he says Lego, and he won't he he corrects people when they say Legos. So. Oh really? That's okay. what that's why I'm so <laughs> sensitive about it because I'm like I don't want to be. I mean I say things wrong, like I say WalMarts sometimes, like as a joke, but like uh -huh. as a person, I say Walmart, right? Like I identify as a guy. Who says stuff right? Okay, <laughs> but you can't be known as yeah, and then you can't be known as someone that adds an S to the end. Yeah, I don't want to be a Kmart's guy. Okay. Remember, people, my aunt would always be like, "We got to go to Kmart's," <laughs> and she also called boogers burgers. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun one. <laughs> Me and Charlotte do that too. <laughs> yeah, too. That's still yeah. alive. Yeah, burgers. Hey, you be, why are you back there picking burgers? Out of your nose. So I, I just never, I identify as a guy who says things the right way, but I rarely say things the right way because uh, years ago I decided like, it doesn't fucking matter how you say stuff. And the reason I got that way is because of pop, right? It's like, oh, we, okay. we say pop and like, I'm not apologizing for saying pop. It's mm -hmm. not. We, me and Brett have friends who have trained themselves to say soda. And when I look at those people, I think you're a pop person. You know, you said pop. Yeah. You fucking know you said pop until you heard people say you're not supposed to say pop. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Don't you? Yeah. Don't be embarrassed that you were just only wore your bathing suit all summer long and didn't wear any other clothes. <laughs> And that's how you live. Never brush your hair. <laughs> and you said pop. That's where you came from. You're a pop guy. You would go get a pop. Uh, it's funny because one of one of the people I know that says soda now, he's a dude that one of his big fond memories. I love him so much. He's, he's a person I absolutely, truly love. Uh, one of his favorite childhood memories is that like every day he would go play basketball with his friends. But before he went to play basketball, he would stop at McDonald's 
and get a supersized cherry Coke. So instead of having water mm-hmm. at the basketball court, he had a cherry Coke. Fuck yeah. Tear <laughs> into it. So now he's thirsty. Just gulping. Hydrated. <laughs> now he says soda. Now he's a guy that says soda. Yeah, you were pop. You were a pop drinker. You drank it like it was pop. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So uh, what's going on tonight? Well, maybe I... Well, um, the reason I'm calling in is actually, I, I think, you know, I was kind of intrigued. Uh, I think it was maybe last summer or something about your whole, with your Kia, uh, your oh. Kia saga of, you know, driving on the, uh, you know, going on your vacation and having it break down and having everything you've dealt with. I think I might be coming, be becoming that guy, but for Volkswagens after something that happened this weekend. Dude, uh, can I say something? So before- I just went to ship. Before you get in there, though, like my sister, yeah, drove a Volkswagen Beetle. Now, my sister is really bad with things. <laughs> Period. No, I'm uh-huh. not saying she's bad with cars. She like uh 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 doesn't do maintenance on anything, and she maybe never mm-hmm. got an oil change or checked the oil. But that fucking thing was a piece of shit within like a year and a half. The thing was just falling apart. And it's like, I fucking mm-hmm. understand. Yeah, she's supposed to get the oil and, and like all that. She's supposed to get oil changes and stuff. But to, if I'm being fucking totally honest, you should be able to drive for a year and a half without an oil change and nothing. Your car doesn't break down. Yeah. That's yeah. how I feel. <laughs> yeah, lots of other cars do it. exactly exactly i've driven several cars that do it well well i'm actually pretty meticulous about maintenance i'm a car guy so i do most of my work myself so Uh what happened is i got a my my, the car i drive it's a 2017 volkswagen golf i bought it almost new i bought it certified pre-owned 7500 miles on it it's the newest nicest car i've ever owned and the whole reason I bought it was because I wanted a one vehicle in our family that's reliable, that, you know, got a warranty and we don't have to worry about. But it's been great for four. I've had it for four years. And so my wife and daughter uh, were going out of town this weekend. They were going from Kentucky to Pennsylvania. And my wife's got an old Mazda with 200,000 miles on it. So I said, take the Volkswagen because, you know, I just changed the oil on it. I put brand new tires on it recently. It'll be really good for you. So they left early in the morning on Friday. I called, I called later, later in the, uh, later in the day, just see how things were going. And they were like, yeah, we're great. We're about halfway there. Everything's good. Then about an hour later, I get a phone call from them and I'm just like, Oh shit, this is not going to be good. Well, sure enough, they broke down on, do you guys know? I-70 from right over the Ohio border into West Virginia where there's that bridge. Yep. Yeah. Yes, we do. We've driven that many times. Okay. They they broke down right right there where there is a uh where there's like uh like an on-ramp comes on. So they're between the highway and the on-ramp with no shoulder, stuck in my car. And apparently what had happened was my wife had shift it's a manual so she shifted from fourth fifth to fourth and just couldn't get a gear and it just smelled the burning burning clutch so they were they were just 
stuck there and they were freaking out and they call, I was freaking out cause you know, they were afraid they were going to get hit and everything. So, um, I just, uh, I, you know, I was trying to help as much as I could. And, and I ended up finding a Volkswagen dealership, uh, only two miles from there. So was able to get the car towed to the dealer. It's going to cost me 3000 bucks. Oh my fucking God. That hurt. That might, I'm already and sore it, from working out, but that how? made the rest of my, I, that shot a jolt through my body. <laughs> here's this crazy thing. I, like I told you guys, this car only has 54,000 miles on it now. What it's the, the nicest car I've ever had. I've driven like crap. I've driven crappy beaters and everything. I've been like taking road trips for, you know, 25 years. Never, never been stranded even by the crappiest thing. My nice newer car leaves my wife and daughter on the side of the road. And I'm just like, oh, I just wouldn't. So I'm just kind of like, I, and I went on the forums to be like, uh, hey, has this happened to anybody? And and, half the, and actually, some people have reported a similar issue of just like oh, no. the clutch failing really earlier. But then other people were just like, well, you know, you're probably abusing it and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do now because the thing is, the car's going to get fixed. I'm going to pick it up next week. We have to drive all the way to Wheeling, West Virginia, which is 300 miles away. <sighs> and I kind of like don't want the car anymore. I don't know <laughs> what, like, if I should hang on to it because i'm just like afraid is it gonna happen again you know so i just yeah i'm just I actually I'm did totally that confused because I, I had i had a one no go ahead i had a car that i bought outright actually i didn't even oh, pay for it a friend of mine uh mm-hmm. gave it to me but when he gave it to me it mm-hmm. the bearings were fucked up in the wheel um and uh, I lived mm-hmm. in this apartment, and I couldn't afford to get it fixed. And I found out you had to use a special tool to fix bearings. Uh, so I just left it at mm-hmm. the apartment complex. <laughs> and then uh, uh, they towed it, so I called the impound lot or, or the place that they towed it. And I'm like, hey, how much would it cost for me to get this this car? And they said something. I think they said something like 400 bucks, or maybe 250 or something like that. And I was like, you can just have it. And just like left it there. I just yeah. I, and it was just the bearings that wouldn't have cost much. Is this car paid off or? Yeah, it is. No, well, I mean it's, it'll be paid off in a year. No, it'll be paid off a year. Like I'm not saying I'm just gonna like give him the car. I just don't know if I want to continue driving it once I get back, get it back because like the whole reason I bought it was to be a good, reliable car. Now it's just like you know almost yep. killed my wife and daughter. So I, I'm just I'm not sure what to do. Broken you know, trust. and it's just kind of stressing me out because like, it's just funny because it was like a car that I bought to try to like, because, you know, I figured eventually after maybe a 100,000 miles, I'd have to put a clutch in it because it's something that wears out. But I've had lots of cars that, you know, the clutch wears out, but it, it, it happens gradually. It starts slipping. This one just was fine the one moment and just went bang the next. So, yeah, that's I, what I, I think know. happened I'm to just, my sister's I'm, ride, so I'm, too. I'm trying to figure out. Like my sister's ride, the clutch, the clutch was going out. She took it and got it fixed Mm -hmm. and uh, was driving it. Uh, She was driving it on the freeway and it just caught on fire and it was done. The car was fucking done. And uh, and that that happens too. Once you fix a car and it costs $3,000, all you can think about for the rest of your fucking life is this thing is going to break down because like. 
Uh, I was talking to exactly. Thick Puppy. Exactly. Yeah. I yes. was talking to Thick Puppy on Twitter, uh. and he had just gotten a new car. And uh, he said, yeah. Or no, no, it wasn't him. It was, uh, I think it was uh, Paradoomer. From uh, so one one of those guys just got a new car. I cannot remember which one. And they said like my anxiety from driving old cars for years still hasn't gone away. And I just want I responded. I was like I don't think it ever does because like yeah. my family's so traumatized from that Kia that like if my car makes the slightest noise, they're like I need you to take this to the shop. Like like. My car has, has, has made like random, just little noises. And, and like they think that it's falling apart now because of those steel plates they put in the street when they do construction. My, my wife and daughter think mm -hmm. that the wheels are fucked up from those steel plates they put in the road. And I'm like, dude, no, man. Cars could drive up a curb. They're made to be able to drive up curbs and shit. Yeah. You can like drive you cars can if your car can't fucking drive in West Virginia, it's a fucked up car. It's a bad car. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and like yeah. that's yeah. mine got killed in Tennessee going to Gatlinburg. And I think it it they're kind of roughly the same. Not really. I, I don't think the hills are as brutal in um West Virginia, but yeah, you go to these places with hills and you're you're just kind of Taking your car. I don't want to ever go down to yeah. Tennessee again. <laughs> Since that Warm, trip. I love it. I love it down there too. And the, well, the worst thing too is that I wasn't in the, I mean, it would have been stressful enough if I was there and I, you know, I've been working on cars for 25 years, but just the fact that my wife and daughter, who, you know, they don't know anything about cars and they were just so freaked out and it just like totally just like, ruined my faith in this car so now i'm just like well i may as well just save myself some money and just start driving old cars again you know because it's just like <laughs> i mean can't yeah. trust newer cars you know yeah and and volkswagen is a tough buy though the reason i've never owned a volkswagen or a subaru or is because like old rednecks like pounded into my head that like do not buy or a sob like old hillbillies just they pounded in my head. Do oh, not I, buy one of these fucking cars. So many sobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't you have a sob? Yeah, yeah. I saw it. it was terrible. Yeah, it was a piece of shit one. It was after GM bought it though. Yeah, old hillbillies always yeah, told me yeah. not to buy a Volkswagen. Well, I mean, the thing. I, I mean, they're money pits. Is what I. That's yeah, the phrase I've heard. Is that Volkswagens are money pits? I had one, but it was. It was a weird yeah. car. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. It's tough. It is tough. We had we had one like 15 years ago. My wife had one that had all kinds of problems and it was only five years old at the time. And I should have, and I, at the time I just said, Oh, I'm never going to get one of these again. And I should have just listened to myself. So I'm definitely done with Volkswagen. So yeah, just get a uh, fucking just, regular old yeah, car. It's just been like so stressful. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling. Good luck. Keep us posted. If, if, Anything All else right. happens, and thanks for calling. Peace. Ugh. All right, we'll I we hate got, we got a queue built dude. up. All right, let's it was, take I some was surprised. Calls. It was there was none, and then it everybody was here. Uh, we're good. Sorry, what were you saying? Uh, let's take calls. Oh, then let's do that. Let's if we roll. got a huge queue, a huge queue to do. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? 
Hey, it's Hank in Los Angeles. What's up, Hank? How's it going? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, we can hear you. Good. I haven't called in a little while. Uh, Nice to talk to you guys again. Yeah, good to hear from you. Uh, uh, Um, So what's going on tonight? Well, um, I got a bunch of things. I'm not going to go too long, but uh, mentioning the leg. I, I was just thinking my, my roommate had a major surgery, so he was laid up for a few months. Someone oh, no. gave him a Stranger Things Lego pack, like a big one, yeah. and he had a nut, couple others. He built the Stranger Things one, and I'm like, oh, we need a place to put this crap. It's just going to be everywhere. So I, I'm a woodworker. I built some bookshelves. I built some, uh, some wall shelves. I made some brackets and stuff. And we have the Stranger – now we have a, a, a huge Stranger Things lego set like on a really prominent display in our living room nice. and uh, i have like pine cones and nice little wood items on it because that's <laughs> me and we've got a fucking lego <laughs> stranger and it just looks like we're just a just fanatics for stranger things yeah and <laughs> it does we're not i watched I don't, I don't like the first season was all right i might date this year and i'm terrified of having to explain this monstrosity that's on my wall I don't know why Lego has to be mostly uh, uh, intellect, like intellectual prod properties, like licensed stuff. I don't know why it has to be mostly licensed stuff because that's right. I mean, here's the thing: I am a fanatic for the Fast and the Furious, so of course <laughs> I like I I like sure. this. But like when I go looking through it, it's like, man, I don't want Darth Vader's head. Like, where would I store Darth Vader? Yeah. Where would I store Batman? I don't have a huge amount of, like, nostalgia type thing. Like, there aren't ones that I care about. I know they do cars, though. There are, like, other car sets, like sports cars and Lamborghinis and shit. So, that's definitely something I'm going to look into. But, I mean, so much of it is, like, Stranger Things. And then you invite... It's so funny to think of dating. You bring so somebody weird. to your house and you're like, uh, oh, no, I like Lego, not Stranger yeah. Things. Yeah. No, I had to do. Yeah, I, I like wanna... your show about, about. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Brett. No, please. Uh, I, it's like, yeah, it's like I, I, I'm not young. I'm, I'm in, in my early 40s. Like if I'm dating mm. somebody, probably going to be younger or, you know, about my age. And it's just, I don't want to have to explain that I'm not just a, you know, some psycho who loves this show about 80s teenagers and so much that I, we built Legos and are displaying them like yeah. Yeah. ashes or something. Yeah. So, I went on a sorry. date with somebody that had like Game of Thrones Weird. stuff in the house. And I was just like, oh man, this I just makes me uncomfortable for some reason. <laughs> it's nerd stuff. I that, get it. That's another tough sure one. Fine. It's like being into Stranger Things. Personally, in my opinion, is nerd stuff. But yeah. Game of Thrones is like right high fantasy. Yeah, and like just I don't know. I'm not open to dating people that are into high fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I, I'd be I, mad I at my dog. I love nerd shit. You know, I love choices. video games and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, there's just some Man, of them that are like so <laughs> innocuous and just are everywhere, and it's like, yeah. Because somebody would put that. Somebody would, you know. Yeah, yeah. A drink and I know thing. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Right. It's really delicate. It's like a upside. It's a bi-level. It's got the top half and the bottom half. It's got these trees and like the four children standing in front. It's, 
I don't know. But I think Brian's got uh, is that car you got a, a, a Fast and Furious thing? Yeah, it's Dom's uh it's I... Dom's Charger. So I mean that is oh. not nerd shit. Cool. The you Fast got, like and a Vin Furious. Diesel head on there. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, Fast and Furious is cool dude shit. Um, you know, and ladies. That, I agree. <laughs> you should rent that out for guys that go on dates like me to impress women. That'd be nice. Like <laughs> well, I mean, some beach. women actually might be like, dude, uh, uh, you like the fast. Like, I don't know if Fast and Furious is like a turn on to somebody. I yeah, mean, all those revving engines. There's a lot of sex appeal. <laughs> right. <laughs> and just the fact that they always go somewhere where and that's how like you have hot sex. women dancing yeah. and then they race cars. So uh, what what's going on tonight? Um, so last week's show, uh, you guys mentioned like food factory, like working in uh, uh, food production factories. Yeah. And yeah. I had a little experience with that. I, I, in college, I had an internship at um, a craft foods facility in Champaign, Illinois. And uh, I went to the University of Illinois. And I, I majored in industrial distribution management, which is like supply chain management and shipping. And ba it's basically just shipping. And uh, I never used any. It was all just fucking not. My, I was totally lost back when I was in college. But it was <laughs> just, I just happened to be in the business school. Um, money. Yeah, you were just so, like, well, what makes money? This. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I'm, I'm good at talking. And that means I should do business. That's literally my logic because I hated everything. Nothing else made sense. And looking back, I should have done writing or some kind of like broadcast. You know, I don't know, something more creative. Um, but I did learn a lot of, you know, evil capitalism stuff back in the, you know, along, along my journey towards, uh, you know, burn it all down leftists. But um, anyway, so this, uh, it was just a summer thing. And I guess this place was like 40 acres under roof and, and was like the biggest food production facility in North America. I remember hearing that maybe it's true, maybe it's not, but it was a giant, giant place. And they made, uh, I'm not sure what percentage of their total production, but the, the, the primary goods were uh, salad dressings, which we called internally was the edible oil department. Mm. That's kind of unnerving. Uh, wait, they also wait. made a lot of the cheese uh, things. Like, go ahead. That's tight, though. The cheese. Did you steal a bunch of yeah. the cheese? The powdered cheese? The powdered cheese. Yeah, yeah. So I got to tour it. So I worked in the shipping. So I only got to really see the, the production like once on like an early tour in the beginning. Uh, and yeah, they, uh, the powdered cheese is uh, like the regular classic box of, of Kraft Mac and Cheese. Uh, one, one time they misprinted something on the, on the box. And so they couldn't get rid of And so they let every employee take a, a, a gross or whatever it was, a, you know, the box. So I got to bring home like a, just a free box. I felt like a, a king. I, I was living luxuriously. It was amazing because I, I was great at cooking it. I would just use water. I just like the, the I love that powdered cheese. Even today, like, you know, you, just, but you, you don't, don't overcook the noodles, a little water, butter, and it's a party. Yeah. Um, I mean, hey. it was a crazy weird job. You have to tell people you have like, basically, I would never expect somebody to apologize for for that, because a lot of times people would be like, I like it. I don't know. And it's like, man, you were trained to like it from the day you were born. Powdered yeah. cheese was part of your diet. Absolutely. I was raised on that crap. Yeah. Uh, and it, like this job was like from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m., which is a real squirrely schedule. Oh, I love that. I would just come home too. and not, I couldn't go to bed right away. Yeah. You would? 
That is my favorite schedule. I worked a lot of two to I worked a lot of two to tens growing because I don't like waking up early. Oh god! So I get up as late as I can. I can party all night. That's sort of what I did, except I didn't party. I just uh, I drank a lot of Guinness and I and I ate mac and cheese until like (laughs) two in the morning, and then I would sleep till like eleven or twelve. Yeah, that's partying. A, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a weird, strange. It was, it was. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, that's true. I just get shit. Ba- I don't know why I was drinking Guinness that summer for some reason. I just remember having like a stack of cases, um, you know, keeping my head on to uh, make sure all the goods get shipped out. So like, yeah, the uh, the, the powder, the, the stuff. They also did like the shells, the Velveeta shells and stuff or whatever. Like the um, that's for fancy you know, people. Uh, the liquid cheese. Yeah, that's yeah, for fancy that's for rich people. people. That's, That's a rich people, people think. Schools have decks. Yeah. That shit's like two ninety nine. W- meanwhile, yeah, the, uh, powdered cheese yeah. a buck twenty five. God, I'm so good at knowing exactly. fucking grocery exactly. prices. One of these days, one of <laughs> and these the days, comes in in like a, in a shiny pouch. Yeah, yeah. One of these yeah. days, I'm gonna uh, challenge yeah. Jesse to a prices right kind of situation because I think I'm pretty good at knowing prices. So. That's just a, a, another little thing. You should, you should abandon your career, give up all, your life in Ohio, move to Los Angeles, and get on those game shows where you have to know prices and like the ones where you run around a grocery store and wrestle people for for, for French fries. I would like you good at that. Supermarket Suite, man. I'm I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah, a huge dream of mine to be on Supermarket Sweep or the other one, uh, where. The the guys' grocery games. I would love to be on that too. I'm a big fan of that shit. Um, I think yeah, I'll take that. And then maybe you could rise up and host it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think they'd ever so, have me hosted, but I would just really like to do like because I think it's Leslie Jones now is hosting Supermarket Sweep, and it's like, dude, whenever I see somebody do Supermarket Sweep. I get so frustrated because the goal is to make it cost the most amount of money. And it's just like, I just, I'll memorize what stuff goes with what. I know the most expensive stuff in the store because I'm going to tell you the truth. I bought it a lot of times. Brett's also buys the most expensive stuff at the store guy because you don't do, like you don't, Brett doesn't do Reese's. But he will buy the five dollar. <laughs> yeah, I'm guilty of that. <laughs> yeah, like you always. I I just like your chips. You wouldn't buy Ruffles chips. You would buy like the organic chips that are six dollars instead. Yeah, I, healthy Doritos. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm currently like forced yeah. to finish this bag of healthy Doritos that nobody else will eat with me. <laughs> Yeah, they're not good. Not they never get it right. The organic people never yeah. get it right. The healthy Doritos, they're kind of. I mean, it's like right. you know, chewing on corn a little bit. <laughs> it's a good jaw workout. Yeah, it's, hard, just, it's a hard. Yeah, hard they can't check. figure it out, man. And and like at least the generic companies, the the store brand, they can't like figure some of them out either. But they don't. They charge very little. Right. You know. Yeah. So that's just my opinion. So what was? Yeah. What the was that, the the one that always jumped out at me was the puffed rice. Puffed rice versus the smacks. Was it alpha? What am I? Smacks? Is that right? I'm just having yeah. a random. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, well, yeah, they're I, was, only I always remember call- thinking that the puffed rice was amazing because it didn't come in a box; it just came in a giant bag, like a 
like cow food. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy when you think about like old cereal. Oh, Malto meal. That's the, the brand that does it. But it's crazy when you think about yeah. like, like all the cereals were just called like sugar smacks and uh, uh, sugar frosted flakes and uh, all like <laughs> right. they uh golden crisp was called sugar crisp <laughs> like, then they yeah. got wise and then they yeah. changed a lot of them to honey and now i think they've gotten rid of honey now and like so smacks are just smacks oh really you know they they hmm. they, they don't want anybody to know they're sweet like like a, like they don't they're trying to hide that they're sweetener in 90 percent of the cereal because people are mad at sweetener now but it's yeah. like I mean, the people that are right. eating cinnamon toast crunch aren't mad about the sweetener. They're not mad about the sugar at all. There's a podcast I listen to that's really good called The Maintenance yeah. Phase, and they go after a lot of health stuff and labeling. And they said that one time Rice Krispies uh, used to have on the front of the box, good for your immune system. <laughs> yeah. Because it was like fortified with vitamin C. <laughs> Dude, there is a fucking – there is there an old brand. One of the old brands was just called King Vitamin. Oh Which yeah, like that was the get up, down. Yeah, they straight up just put vitamin in the name, and it's like, well, <laughs> I guess it does have some vitamins. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. ruler of the vitamins. It's got to be healthy. King vitamin, yeah. It's like it's basically the same as eating a yeah. vitamin. And and you, I mean, if there's a cartoon character on the cereal, <laughs> it's not good for you. Like, so King Vitamin had like a king, right? That was like in divide. And anyway, my parents would buy, my parents would always try to get tough and be like, we're, we're fucking, Hey, no more of this sugary cereal. We only buy kicks now. And so they would buy kicks, but then I would Ooh. just dump sugar on the kicks. Kicks that gotta be the worst yeah. cereal yeah. ever made. We would do gotta that. be, they're just like styrofoam kicks balls. Are, they're kind of sugary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're just, they're a subtle sugary bit. In a yeah, way. I, it's yeah. From my memory, but yeah, we used to just pour sugar on it. People back then and still today, but like, there's just too much trust. People just see something on a box or on TV, and since they kind of have a naive assumption that you wouldn't lie or mislead, because most people aren't really aren't as scumbags as as businesses that are selling you stuff for profit, so people just believe it, and like that trust over the generations has just just poisoned so many. So many people in this world, in this country. So less trust. That's what I'm for. Don't just people just believe crap. There's a, that's an yeah. impulse that I think is grounded in human nature, but it's, they take advantage of that. Yeah. So we, we're, we have a yeah. bunch of calls in the queue, but I would just, I was just okay. wondering like how shitty was the job basically. Uh, it was just a summer internship. The weird thing about it was I was like sort of, I decided which loads had like, so I, I had to deal with truckers on the outside of the building and then forklift drivers on the inside of the building. So my job was to make sure that the right pallets of stuff went into the right truck at the right time. And so I dealt with truckers that would come up to this window. One guy would bring up jelly beans every once in a while. Cause sometimes truckers have access to like products that they don't that for some, you know, there's just a lot of stuff that ends oh, up in bro. the cab. And uh, one guy had green peppers he was trying to give me. And I got one guy got pissy at me because he was 24 hours early. And he, I'm like, that's your dispatcher's fault. You know, we'll try, you know. So it, it was just, um, it was okay. I mean, it was 
kind of you had to wear a hairnet. It was it's like analog shit though, dude. Yeah, I think we lost them. Hello. Hmm. Call dropped, I guess. Yeah. You know how to stop Paul from coming in, right? Like I showed you. No. Let me help you. <laughs> oh, is driver who's name was Ip. Yeah, we lost you again. Alcohol he while he drove around the factory in a forklift. Oh, well, that's cool though. Um, we you we yeah. you and cut out a bunch. This is all I got. Yeah, you're oh, cutting okay, out. I was you're, I'm just. So, it, it's it's not important. Okay, cool. But you came back in when you said he drives a forklift and is drinking alcohol. So that we're yeah. Into. So we called him Tip because he tipped it back. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. I, I envied the guy. I mean, you know, I, hell, it's the kind of job you got to. Um, one uh, like the giant uh, several thousand pounds of mayonnaise would occasionally fall off a, a stack of pallets that's like eight tall or ten tall. And the way they would clean that up is they would just take one of the wooden pallets on a forklift after like clearing the glass and stuff. You'd have all this, uh, you know, mayonnaise schmutz all over the floor. And they would just take a wooden pallet and use a forklift and press down and then scrape it off. They'd scoop up all the mayonnaise. I'm actually uh, yeah, I'm I gonna, thought it was crazy. I thought how they made the craft singles magic. Ugh, I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm gnarled out by the thought of a, I'm listening. I'm gnarled out by a skid of mayonnaise right now. Like just even thinking about that has <laughs> got me all freaked. Well, thank you for calling and uh, call back anytime. Thank you for taking it. Ah, peace. I will. I got a couple of good stories to tell you. I got a pee hole story for you. I had surgery nice. on my wiener when I was a boy. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, well right. give us a call back. We're, we're going to be yeah. here every week now. Uh, Brett, let me real quick tell right. you. Uh, he was talking about how the truck drivers would give him, would give you free stuff because they got a little piece of the load uh -huh. or whatever. Uh, I got to tell you this, dude. My friend's dad was a truck driver. So first of all, we got to party at his house like five days a week because his dad was gone. He was over the road like yeah. far. And uh, he used to get buckets of queso that was so fucking good, man. And it was a fucking spackle bucket of queso construction bucket yeah yeah it's the big ones the five gallon yeah like queso and i was just like bro oh my god i loved that shit <laughs> and he would never let me just take one home and it's like dude you got buckets of yeah it. can i get a picture you know? full at least yeah <laughs> it was so good what a what a deal that was yeah that's a great deal i mean that's all worth it i mean being away from your kids is hard but the queso will heal that wound <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, the guy was an asshole, and it was I really bet. nice partying, having a place without parents, you know? All right, next call. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, uh, this is Alex. Um, I'm the person who reached out on Twitter about the Mardi Gras Festival. Ah, yeah, what's up, Alex? Hey, so thanks for taking my call. It's, like I said, been a... <laughs> something i've been meaning to do for a while um you know you guys are so much fun um but yeah so we're some groups that i'm involved in are putting together a festival um called coup de gras around mardi gras this year down in um it's going to be in fountain blue state park um and yeah i mean it's a bunch of radical people 
um, basically camping and partying and doing kind of an unconference thing. Um, but yeah, they, <laughs> they asked if I would call and see if you guys want to come down. I mean, um, <laughs> we, we'd have a lot of fun. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't think we would make it down this year. Brett, <laughs> It's Wait, looking at like what? It's a, a a Mardi Gras party, and it's it's in New Orleans, right? So it's outside of New Orleans. It's in the Fountain Blue State Park. So we're gonna be camping out there, and oh, um, yeah, doing it all in the state park grounds. Yeah, yeah, and it's down there in Louisiana during the Mardi Gras time. Mm-hmm. We ain't gonna be able to get down there, but. It sounds what what activities are happening. Yeah, so I mean we got a whole bunch of different stuff that's an unconference, so it'll kind of depend on who comes down there and what they want to do. Um but we do a a Mardi Gras ball every year um where we crown it's it's a tradition to crown like a Mardi Gras king for each crew. Um but since we're all anarchists, we have like a thing where we'll crown someone and then we'll act out a whole sketch where they get dethroned and (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so that's uh, (laughs) that's the most fun part i think is getting to fake kill the king at the end yeah that that is fucking cool how can people go to it yeah so um all the info's on a website we put together it's uh gras, and so that's spelled C-O-U-P-D-E-G-R-A-S, and it's dot W-T-F. Nice. Yeah. It sounds fun. I would love to go. Uh, And maybe next year? Is it every year? Yeah, yeah. It's annual. This is the, um, well, it was virtual last year, um, and it was in person the year before, and so this will be the third year, and we're, you know, trying to make it something that we keep doing every single year hell yeah um, i mean i would love yeah. i'm not i no I bullshit a- uh i would love to go uh especially because i uh, it's warm there but uh and also yeah. because i felt <laughs> trapped but i also just can't because i uh you know i'm planning on going on a trip in march and just to, i'm not able to do it but i am i i am interested i would love to go next year I have to figure out how to get camping stuff. Yeah, we need camping stuff. Yeah, all right. I, yeah, I don't have a way to stay outside. I mean, we're gonna have we're gonna have some setup for for some guests. I mean, we could probably get you a tent if that's all it takes. You know. Hell yeah! I will never sleep um, in a tent in my whole life. But uh, yeah, <laughs> good excuse to buy a bunch of frivolous gear. Yeah, I have gear. I have a tent and all that stuff. I just won't sleep in it ever. You need a little mat for the ground. Yeah, I don't have that though. That's what I need. But uh, and and you want to just that's true. Yeah, uh, give us the date and and when to go and where it's at and uh, hopefully some street fighters will will uh, show up. Awesome. Yeah. So it's um. It starts on February 25th, and it'll end on March 2nd, and folks are able to come for, you know, any of the days or all the days. All the info's on that, that website I read out earlier, the coup de gras dot what the fuck, WTF. You don't spell out 
what the fuck, it's just WTF. Um, but yeah, we got sliding steel tickets available and all that too. So okay, we're trying to make time. it. You know, that sounds cool as hell. I, I would love key. to. Awesome. Well, yeah, we'll reach out earlier next year. It was kind of a, it was kind of, you know, with the pandemic and everything yeah. going, oh, we're going to be able to do it. And back and oh, forth. I totally understand. And then we decided, oh, Omicron will probably be done by that time, hopefully. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, thank you for calling. And uh, hopefully some Street Fighters show up. That would be really fucking cool. Yeah, we want to hear about it. Go party hard. Yeah, yeah. call us when it's over. Tell us, so tell us about it. It would be fun. I need something to do for my birthday. It's yeah. Mm. It would be fun. I, it is like a really fun sounding thing, but I can't afford a camper. <laughs> right. And uh, I just don't sleep in tents. <laughs> and there's probably, since it's a state park, there's probably no hotel. Well, there's probably no four star hotels near it either. So yeah, it's all like really right. hard. Right. Yeah. yeah. We're, there's we're, cabins and stuff like that. Nothing for a Bonvoy Rewards member to do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. We, we don't roll quite as fancy as that yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for calling in. Uh, I appreciate. We appreciate it. Peace. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for for taking my call. And um, yeah, I I really hope to see other other fans of the show down there. It'll be it'll be awesome. And um, yeah, Brett, if, if you end up deciding you want to come, we would absolutely love to have you just, uh, you know, let us know. And I'll call, I'll definitely call back after and, uh, let you guys know how it went and share, <laughs> share what I'm sure will be a lot of, um, very silly camping stories. Oh yeah. Hell love yeah. It. Well, thanks for calling and, uh, I'll shoot Brett your info. So if he wants to message you, he can, yep. but, uh, thanks for calling. Peace. I'm psychic gasoline in the chat here happened just said uh when I said I have a I I'm looking for a tent. He said uh Brian Googling most expensive tent. <laughs> I don't look for most expensive, I look for best. Okay. You type best tent. Well I, if I want something from Google, I type best and then that thing. Because I do want the best. I don't necessarily want the most expensive. Okay. I just want the best. Just the best. Yeah. I only sense. buy the best stuff. Everything I own is actually the best. Whoa. According to Google. Now, now, some of them are best on a budget. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. But some of them are just plain the best. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's get another call. All right. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hello. Howdy. Hello. Is it me? Yes, this is, is it you. Me? It is you. You and me. All right. Um, hi. My name's Kate. Um, long story. Well, I love the show. I'm terrified because I drive the Jetta, and I just bought out my lease 2019. I'm really fucking clutching my chest with the thought that my clutch. I don't know something going on fire on the highway. Okay, anyway, um, I'm, uh, I just want, like, a little boost of encouragement, I guess. It seems a little contrived, but I'm a police and 911 dispatcher, and I've been on leave of absence for PTSD for, like, almost seven months, and I'm not going back, um, but, like, 
yeah, I don't know. I can't really go into that because, like, I'm on disability and stuff. I can't talk a lot about it. But um, I just started training at Second City, like, taking classes for improv, which is, like, a lifelong dream of mine. And I don't know, dude. It's just, like, I went through this period of, like, crazy isolation and um, maybe, like, going too far into, like, my art and just getting crazy confused with, like, my dreams and shit. But now I finally have this, like, focus. And, uh, I don't know, I've, like, always wanted to do stand-up comedy and improv is something else to me. I'm just so inspired by, like, you guys and, um, you guys, though, have talked about, like, just dealing with that kind of, um, like, just dealing with, like, confronting other people and stuff like that. And, I don't know, dude, I kind of, like, lost my train of thought more Mm -hmm. just, uh... Okay. Hopes and prayers that I, uh, yeah. I guess I feel like a fucking idiot now because I felt like I was going to say, and now this is like what happens. And I was just like on waiting so long that I like wa- started washing my face and spacing out and thinking you were never going to answer. So now I'm just like a doofus. <laughs> no, you're doing great. Uh, um, yeah. I would say that as far as uh, doing the improv thing, uh, it's. I mean, if it's calling, if it's calling you in to to go to that, and it's something that you feel that passionately about, uh, you got to go with it. Like that's um, there's that's not guess, easy to find in life. Uh, things that make you feel that way. So sure, let me let me actually like sorry to talk over you, but I'm trying to like save my dignity right now. I guess what I should say is like if there's anybody out there who's struggling with um like depression, anxiety. Uh, anything where it gets to the point where you're struggling with kind of fucking like agoraphobia or just like talking to other people and you have any inkling or of curiosity about uh, improv acting or comedy in general, like you should look into it because these are spaces where it's generally very safe to practice like not just your craft, but just fucking like being yourself and like honing your sense of humor what you're trying to say and like what are you trying to do for other people because basically like um i just want to bring some levity into this world like in the same way that you guys do so i should have reframed this uh to say that like if anybody is interested in like improv or comedy or anything like that you should just like ignore any hang-ups you have or insecurities and just like go for it because I think that these kind of interactions with people um, are really good like exercises in getting like other people's perspective and um, like especially with improv when you try to like think too far ahead into the future when you're doing exercises with other people you like jam everything up and ruin it tell me that's not like a practice in uh, fighting anxiety like kapow I can't fucking start, like, what am I going to say? Or, like, how am I going to play my card when it gets to me? Because then I'm going to come up with all this shit and lose track of what's going on. And uh, to me, that's kind of analogous to, like, anxiety. Um, I see by your face you're very impatient with my talking, which I'm pretty used to. Oh, and I feel no. Awkward, so, I'm um, not. It's <laughs> a lot. That's There's cool. a lot in no, there, a lot I of information. 
Um, yeah, I talk a lot. Sorry. Um, no, it's fine. Uh, no, I I agree with you, and you know it is. Uh, you got to hear those things. You know, someone is waiting. Uh, they don't know what to do, and uh, they just need to hear someone tell them to go for it. And then it worked out for them, and then it was a good idea. Uh, that's worked for me a lot in my life. I mean, I get a lot of out of hearing people's personal stories, um, and I've always used any chance I can to get inspired by stuff like that. Yeah, uh, just, uh, long story short, follow your dreams. Sorry, it's just fucking weird. It didn't go as I expected. Yeah, you're um, fine. No, you're fine. <laughs> Brett is, we just, you know, you're fine. You were great. No, no, you're fine. All right, well, have a good night. Okay, no. Good I'm luck. Gonna... Please keep us Yeah, yeah let, let us know back. how it's going. Yeah, let us know how the journey is going. Okay. All right, take All care, right. Bye. Bye. I think, uh, yeah, it's like the getting passing the torch from weed waffles to, you know. Oh, I hope. New cotton, maybe a new weed waffles. I hope. <laughs> weed waffles, what are you up to? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I haven't heard from you in a while. Uh, I was not making fun. I was just entertaining myself. That was a lot of information. And, uh, you know, I was reacting accordingly on the spot. I was doing a little improv. Myself. Yeah, doing a little improv. No, but I, I will say that, like, if you have a thing. Do it. You got to just do it. I mean, Brett said something, and, and I just want to echo this, is that, like, I you need, if you're listening to this, you need to understand that, like, there are a lot of people out there that don't even know what their dream is. Like, yeah. That, that, like, they don't know, uh, they don't feel the sense of purpose to accomplish something like that. And uh, if you know what your dream is, then you should give it a shot, especially if it's something like comedy or improv. It's like that shit. I don't want to say it's easy, but it there's like a low cost of barrier to entry to do stand up. Just go to an open mic and get up there. It's scary the first few times you do it, but like, as you start to get better, you start to feel good on stage. I've said this before. The only time in my life that I'm 100% assured that I won't have a panic attack is when I'm on stage. It's the only fucking time that like, that's the only time I know for a fact I've never had one on stage and I never could. And we don't kill every time, but, uh, it also isn't the end of the world when you yeah. don't kill. True. You know? It's actually a really interesting feeling. <laughs> Bombing is, there's something interesting also about that. Oh, yeah, it's fun. It feels weird. <laughs> yeah. It sticks in your body. Get your whole fucking thing vibrating. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hi. Yes, this is Grayson from Orange County, California. Um, I'm Fixer Punk in the chat. Uh, thank you for taking my call. What's up, Grayson? How's it going? Um, going really well, actually, tonight. Um, I, I actually wanted to respond to uh, sort of a question that you had on the uh, mini and death cult episode um, while you were on break. Um, you were asking uh, or discussing if uh, the band P.O.D. had like Christian groups that spun off from it, like the people that found Jesus through the band. 
And actually, there there is. I don't know if you've heard of the whosoevers. Um, that was something that was um, it was both Head Welch of Corn and um, Sonny Sandoval of POD started that back in like 2009, and then it really seemed it really seemed to take off in popularity in um, like between 2014 2015, which is when I got wrapped up into it and. Um, unfortunately, this group had kind of a, actually a really, really negative effect on my um, overall mental health. Um, it's connected with a, with a system of churches called Calvary Chapel um, that has a lot of locations across the country, but specifically um, with the ones in Diamond Bar, California, and, and previously in Costa Mesa, California. Um, and the guy, and so... Um, Sonny and Head um, got together, but they got together to do this, but they did it with um, a pastor's son named Ryan Reese, who um, purportedly is was like one of the best skateboarding team managers of all time. That claim is somewhat unverifiable, um, and I was trying to verify it for a while, but it seemed like he had a lot of clout and cachet in the skateboarding community, which is kind of what kept me ro- roped in to their group for a while. And, um, it's a, yeah, it's a pretty traditional, somewhat, they, they, of course, they use the whole edgy aesthetic. They hold themselves out as being like the authorities and they're kind of viewed that way in the skateboarding community as being authorities on uh, issues of mental health and substance abuse. And back during that time, it's a bit better now, but, um, it kind of wasn't as accepted to be seeking help for mental health issues in those communities. So, it was seen as like these people are the experts, and I can go into a whole diatribe about um, skateboarding culture and some of the issues with skaters who have really, really good ideas, really good understanding of the world, but the ones among them that have the most regressive ideas, the most conservative ideas, the ones who have the least inclusive ideas are the ones that get the voice because they're the ones that create the infrastructure and can do the PR and can do the communications and do all of that very solidly and hold themselves out as being, we are the experts in mental health in this scene. Um, but a lot of their doctrine um, focused around the idea of being able to heal people of mental problems and physical problems through effectively miraculous means. So they would tell this, and this guy, Ryan Reese, um, with this reputation has I think he still has a radio show on, I don't know, like over a hundred stations across the country. Um, but, and Reese is by the way spelled R-I-E-S, if you want to go and um, look up who he is. But he has a radio show and he will go on this radio show and talk about people who had serious mental illness, drug addiction, um, alleged incidences with demons and say that with his church, by attending their events, and I, I attended a few of their events, which were called Shine, that their problems effectively went away completely. And they would bring on people who had very good reputations in these cultures, not, not the least of which was, um, uh, were, were Sonny and Head. I think a couple other members of um, Corn and POD also appeared on this show talking about their experiences with substance abuse and mental health issues being solved through this, through this church. But the the kind of more toxic part of the ideology was this whole idea that 
that that number one that that the 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 faith alone could fix your problems. You didn't really need to. They didn't. They kind of sort of vaguely discourage you from seeking outside help outside their system. There's sort of a science denialism toward the COVID-19 era. Reese was getting into sort of COVID denialism um, type rhetoric. Um, but then also this concept, which w- was kind of pervasive in Calvary Chapel overall of chastening, which was basically that um, God would stop punishing you, but they make the distinction without a difference that God would correct you by causing things to go wrong in your life. And they would give you a bunch of guidelines and sermons, but most of it was just information to scare you. So you'd hear a lot of stuff, but get not a lot of information out of it, which would make you, which would make at least me feel kind of captive and not able to understand what's going on and what I needed to do in order to be right and to get my problems solved. Um, and when I had a um, concussion, which I had actually spoke about on a previous call-in, I started to think that, oh, yes, this is the chastening. This is God correcting me. So I kept kind of retreating from things in my life, getting really scared, getting agoraphobic. Um, and I wound up making a bunch of bad decisions because I was constantly afraid that, like, God was over my back, um, so to speak, um, based on these things that were saying that eventually if I were to just obey in whatever way that this church and this ideology, and they, they'll deny this to this day, they will deny that they teach these things, but if you listen to their sermons and you follow them to their logical conclusions, they do. Um, but they will then, um, that, that caused me a lot of grief and I had to get myself out of it. And I only managed to get myself out of it um, in early 2021 after going deep down the rabbit hole of all of these um, churches, because I was kind of scared that like, if I were to leave, uh, if I were to leave this group that um, these people have clout and, uh, in music and in skateboarding across the action sports world. So if I were to leave and come out and say these people are wrong, that what they're saying is not founded in science, that their ideas are not something that even makes sense with the nature of these alternative cultures, and that the cultures themselves can establish their own power. And to use a term from um, Braun Strowman, control your narrative, um, <laughs> that, 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 that I would consequence. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you do. You should control your narratives. Yeah, that is that is a uh, that's so funny that uh, yeah, for I, sure. The no and free. I, we've never had free the narrative talk on on Street Fight, so I'm impressed. Yeah, I only recently started to watch it. it it's actually it's actually pretty interesting. Um, but I haven't quite gotten as deep into it. Actually, around the time as I was coming out of this, this whole church situation of this church that was making paranoid all the time was when AEW started to come into my life. And it was actually really, um, some of the words of Adam Page about confidence and some of the stuff he went through in his storyline of breaking up with the elite, um, that helped me to sort of heal and repair my life and realize that I could myself. Um, be able to um, show up and, and do things and take risks in my own life without being constantly scared that something was going to go wrong or that I was going to be judged in the wrong way. Um, and I didn't have to listen to people that didn't have my best interest at heart. Right. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a very good story that they told with him. And also, like, 
I'm with you. Uh, uh, you know, if, if like be having the courage just to just do something like I have the same kind of anxiety about thinking about things that could go wrong. And then for many years, that's why I got started so late with podcasting and stuff like that. Other than podcasts hadn't been invented yet, but, uh, other than other than that, like I was just scared about what if I bomb on stage and shit like that, and that's what kept me from doing it for a very long time, uh, without and ever I considering that I thing. might not. Yeah, yeah, and add to that the idea that if you do one little mistake, that God is going to be back for it, that you're going to have another injury, like I had, like that pretty serious concussion that I had. And that constantly going on. There were a bunch of decisions even around the stuff I was doing in terms of treatment, in terms of litigation around, around that injury that basically got ruined for me because I was constantly in this state of fear and constantly believing from this feedback loop of the culture of, uh, of these cultures and the authority that, that, that this group had built that this was the only way to go and that this church was going to eventually, even though things weren't changing in my life, um, that it was eventually going to be rectified by God, supposedly. Um, I'm still still a Christian, but um, if you're in something like this, just know that getting out of it is a lot easier than you than than, than you may think, and that alternative cultures need to run their own ideas and stop thinking that they're stop thinking that they're automatically the bad guy just because um, a person may have struggled with substance abuse in the past. Maybe a few people in a given culture have st- struggled with substance abuse or things like that. You don't have to automatically accept the entirety of the ideas of the dominant culture or of groups like the whosoever's. There are ideas from your own culture, ideas from your own existence that native knowledge actually does have value. That yeah, one of the Adam Page quotes that kind of helped me through this was from his um, monologue. Um, being the elite episode, he's like, am I the bad guy in my own drunken monologue in the woods? Um, or is that just the way the world conditioned me to believe when I really had no choice in the matter? And that was a big part of my deprogramming from all of this, all of this nonsense. So um, I know you guys have a lot of people in the queue, um, but um, I, I would, I want to share this, especially in response to what you had said on the main death cult episode. And if you had any questions, go ahead. Otherwise, um, thank you for your time. No, thank you for calling. And I just put the whosoever's uh, in my holy boys master doc. Yeah, it's so. good. I followed the Ryan Reese guy on Instagram already. <laughs> it looks like there's some good stuff. Yeah. So, so it's in my holy boys doc. So we will definitely be, I will de- definitely be untangling that yeah. at some point. And uh, thanks for calling Grayson. Always good to hear from yeah, you. Yeah. And then my, Thank you. Thank you. Um, my podcast is actually the Fixer Punk podcast. Uh, I don't know if I can pitch that again. Fixerpunk.com. I'll post it in the chat. Nice. Sounds cool. Well, thanks for calling, Grayson. We'll, we'll talk to you again. Thank you. Give a great night. Peace. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, goodbye. Bye-bye. Um, well, we're getting close to the end here. Yep. Two more to go. And we got 10 minutes, so... Let's see what we can do. Let's do it, baby. Thanks for calling Street Fighter. Who are we talking to tonight? Uh, hello. Uh, am I on? Can you hear me? This is you. Yeah, what's up? Cool. Uh, my name's Ryan. Uh, 
long time listener, uh, first time caller. Uh, so, uh, th- real quick, uh, talking about the previous, uh, caller, you know, uh, I came from a, I used to be Mormon myself. And so it's like, I kind of know what it's like to, to get out of such a fundamental, you know, uh, culture like that, especially mm-hmm. when it's part of your identity for years. I understand how hard that can be and all that. And also, like, I respect the guy for still being Christian, too, because, like, I know a bunch of other, I know a bunch of, like, anarcho-communists and shit that, you know, they're kind of, they're kind of cool. They're, they're, you know, trash a cop call for Jesus sort of people and all that, you know, so uh, I would have respected them. Yeah, Uh, for sure. But I was calling. So I was calling because I am going on a long saga with my coworkers. It has been a uh, protracted people's war against their uh, prejudice against the homeless people. Uh, And so what I find interesting about, what I find interesting about the whole conflict is that like two of the people, two of my coworkers were homeless themselves. And oh wow! I kind of tried to talk about that with them. Yeah. And so to me, to me, that tells me how, deeply entrenched the capitalist propaganda is in their minds like because they, they repeat all the same you know talking points well you know i you know pull myself up on a bootstrap essentially you know i'm different you know uh, and you know these guys they're all just taking drugs and everything like that you know all the all the typical shit you hear like oh, news, you know whatever the fuck tucker carlson is saying you know that, that day or whatever uh and so but I, I have been kind of glad in that I've been, I've been bringing up like, so like I'm an anarcho communist myself and all that. So, but I've been bringing up kind of points along that sort of ideology without saying either anarchist or communist. Uh-huh. So I think if I say any of them, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna run away. And Smart. I work with a lot of people. I, I work in the area. I don't work for the feds. But I work in an area where a lot of feds like to visit, and I don't want any of them knowing any of that shit for me. <laughs> but I've been bringing up some of the points, and I've been happy to say that while they're still falling into their own old ways every now and then, they all starting to lighten a little bit. At the very least, around me, they know, okay, maybe we got to consider the humanity of the homeless person every yeah. once in a while. And so no. it's been uh, interesting to see the, the lack of class of solidarity because we're all working class. Uh, me and my coworkers, we're all working class. So it's interesting to see the lack of class solidarity, but also I've been happy to see some lightning, some, a little bit of solidarity, a little bit of, uh, you know, softening on yeah, uh, homeless people and all that too. Yeah, that's true. And it's good. Um, there's lots of times that I had the wrong, I mean, before I, you know, I am who I am now had wrong opinions on stuff. Of course, I still have wrong opinions now, but sometimes you hear shit early on and you're like, no, 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 no. Homeless people need to get a, get a job. They need to pick them up their self by, by the bootstraps. And then 10 years down the line, you see how things have, have went and you realize that's not the case. And you're like, oh yeah, I remember that, uh, that person I used to work with used to always say, you know, that we should have solidarity. That stuff, has, it, it works. It, it leaves a lasting yeah, impact. For sure. And, uh, you know, maybe it is hard for, 
I mean, we're, we're just raised in like to hate homeless yeah. people our whole life. So yeah. that, that is going to take time, you know? But it sounds like you did a good and job. It, it at helps it. to like, yeah, it, it, it helps to that. It's like these guys, you know, they're, they're older than me. I'm like, I'm going to be 31 this year, but all my coworkers, they're like, they're like, you know, in their fifties and sixties or whatnot. So they've been kind of entrenched in that a little longer than I have. They've been steeped in that sort of stuff longer than I have. So, you know, it's going to take a long yeah. time, but I'm hoping uh, to continue to make progress. Hell yeah. Well, well, that's great. It's you're doing a good thing. Thank and, you. I uh, appreciate it. Too. Hell yeah. And well, thanks for calling. We got, we're running out of time. Yep. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, have a nice day. Stay in Yalza and Nico. <laughs> Hell yeah. Later. All right. Have a good night. Peace. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, um, I think that there's always, uh, there's always a point or there's always a, it's always good to at least tell your coworkers, like, you can't say that shit around me. I'll, I'll put up with whatever dumbass opinions you have about TV stuff or whatever, but you're not going to get around. Say, you're going to get by saying that shit. You know, I'm going to make it difficult to be like that around me. All you have to do is push back a few times and then they're like, feel like they're in a confrontation, you know? Yeah, for sure. You're exactly right. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Uh, hey, guys. It's Bobby. How are you doing tonight? What's up, Bobby? Great. What's up, Bobby? Hey, I haven't called in a few months. Um, just busy with work. Um, I think the last story I told you was about the um, guy who, who would always show up late to the beer store. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, what's going on now, Bobby? <laughs> Funny, he, he quit. Nice. Well, I mean, not nice, really. I, it's funny when a guy that shows up habitually well, late quits because that means they didn't get fired. <laughs> yeah. I love it when there's like, and maybe I'm guilty of being this person, just one like really bad employee that they just for some reason won't fire. <laughs> Shows up, does whatever they want, leaves on their own terms. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so he had made himself like almost, almost irreplaceable. But like one day he was just like, he showed up on time, which really fucked me up. Like the same time that I usually do. And then he just like, talks on his phone for a little while, throws his keys on the counter and goes, yeah, I'm out of here and just walks out. So, Hell yeah. That's a good way to quit. Funk that. Yep. Yep. Oh, well, that's kicks yeah, so ass. Then, um, I, oh no, it totally kicks ass. And I saw him like a month ago and he's doing well. Like it's awesome. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That It's always good when somebody quits and they're doing well. Cause then it makes you think like I could uh, quit. You know what I mean? Like, right. And, and well, maybe it worked out from here. Yeah. It worked out for this guy that shows in late every day. I mean, I show up on time. I wonder how it would work out for me. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the, the owner wound up coming up like that day and was like all freaked out about stuff. And then 
eventually he was like, oh, if you help out at this other store, like, I'll give you a raise and you can use the work van for like transportation and stuff. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Nice. I once had a guy that drives a tow truck. And it's the same uh, hours. A guy, there was a guy I worked with that quit so that he could be a tow truck driver. And then he would tow me for free. Like, so, and I had a really shitty car. Great deal. So it was like, uh, I would just give him 40 bucks. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a nice little tow. So, yeah. It's nice really nice. Tow. Nice little tow. You know? Uh, that, dude, that rocks. Yeah. That rock. Well, that sounds like a good deal, though. Getting a moving truck. Moving truck's expensive. Although I'd hire. Yeah, I mean, I mean, getting... And being able to use any sort of like company car is like always good, you know. I, yeah, I posted in the chat that I just put like two thousand into my own car, so like fuck. Yeah. Oh, that fucking sucks. Yeah. Holy shit. Well, uh, mm-hmm. well, Bobby, thank you for calling, and uh, it's good to hear from you. Call us back. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me, guys. I'll talk to you sometime. Bye, bye. All right, and go right. home and uh, uh, watch the righteous gemstones, and then find something. I just <sighs> find something to watch. Am I right? Yeah, uh, I didn't walk today or do any exercise because it's a recovery day. You gotta let the muscles yeah, build. I'm an expert on that. Now. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, uh, am really, really fucking sore. And I was like, Sunday will be my recovery day. It's one of my work days. It just seemed like yeah, a smart, smart day to do it. Yeah. And I just laid around and, uh, now I'm like worried. I'm not going to fall asleep, but I will. Yeah. I mean, eventually you have to fall asleep and yeah. I just eat a bunch of, uh, CBN, I, like, uh, I have these 10 milligram THC and then like six milligram cbn gummies uh-huh. and they kind of knocked me out man They're yeah really nice nice so i've right. been watching uh demon slayer anime uh it's okay. really tight i love it a lot it's fucking awesome really good i mean that does sound very cool the name demon slayer right is cool yeah those are fun so yeah i just finished if people want a recommendation for what I've watched, uh, Yellow Jackets was uh, not a lot. It's a horror series about these fucking, this girl's soccer team, mm-hmm. high school girl's soccer team that crashes in the woods. And then, uh, you know, they in, they ate each other and it, the whole thing broke down. It looks like a big demonic thing is going on, like supernatural. And... Uh, it's pretty fucking nuts, I gotta tell you. But it, it's it's it, it's uh, pretty good. I would check good. it out. Yeah. Also been watching uh, Wife Swap, old episodes of Wife Swap. That's something I mean, it's yeah, incredible. I love uh, one of my favorite things in the fucking world, dude, is when some fucking mom that like their kids like them have to all this or or like like I had a good kid. I have a really good kid. I never had to chase her around like all that stuff. She kind of is. She's docile mm. type kid, you know? And then uh, I always love how, like, 
there would be parents like me who have like a docile kid that's really easy to deal with and then they have to go to somebody's house that like has the worst kids like the most bad kids screaming and yelling store. house yeah, yeah. <laughs> i loved that yeah it's pretty wild uh we will be back on wednesday night for a remote street fight i think yes uh, Six thirty. Uh, and uh, 6.30, we'll still be live. You can watch us, twitch.tv slash Radio. Jump on there, uh, chat. Make an announcement, too, Brad. What? Uh, the miniseries tier s- starts up on Friday again. Uh, Street Fight episodes. The series is called I'm Sorry. And we're going to dive into uh, famous public apologies. So I think it's going to be fun. I have a lot of funny ones that I'm going to do and, uh, you know, and then I think, I think my plan is holy boys and then, uh, the conservative influencer show. So that's, that's what it's looking like. Head to patreon.com slash street fight radio. We're $5 a month. Get you access to the new episodes and the entire back catalog. It's a steal. Um, we will be back Wednesday night. This is street fight. I lost my dog, I lost my mind, no lie, I'm really lost inside I can get it back in blood, but still I can't get back the time Hey, fuck that humble shit, let's go, you know I'm spazzing out by mine I got Dolph looking down on me, I know that nigga proud Hey, don't worry about this, I nigga, I'ma hold it down I went and got some blue diamonds to let them know you're still around And they should change, I'm still doing my thing and making niggas frown Yeah, that money still flowing in on this paper route yeah, I still don't trust these bitches either, I just slut them out Lately I've been talking to the reaper, I can't shut them out I've been praying on my knees, but don't feel like it's working out Yeah, it's P.R.E. for life, nigga, even after I die Think I was born with it, if I, I probably go out with my nine Yeah, I'm about that shit for real and you can see it in my eyes I've been trying to drink the pain away, sipping line after line Yeah, I'm fucked up, no cap, just the other day, call myself crying Then I wipe my face, shook that shit off and got back on my grind and if it ain't about no money, then I'm deaf the same time blind I got dark clouds all over me, but somehow I still shine Yeah, I bring bags home like groceries, we started flipping dimes Now I'm doing shows all overseas, bitch look at me now I'm my brother's keeper, fuck you mean, this shit deeper than rap And if I ever get the chance, bet I won't miss a hundred rounds my dog, I lost my mind, no lie, I'm really lost inside I can get it back in blood, but still I can't get back the time Fuck that humble shit, let's go, you know I'm spazzing out by mine I got dog looking down on me, I know that nigga smiling And my auntie looking down on me, your baby still wildin' I've been reminiscing, sipping, tristin', twisting up these flowers Took a look up in the mirror and told that boy the world is ours Fuck this money, fuck this fame, yeah, I got respect, I got power They been telling me to sit down, cause they know a nigga slide. Bitch, I carry my own weight, nigga, ain't nothing about me slimy Yeah, I come from a city, niggas get rich or die trying Plenty little niggas with big guns screaming out who wanna die Yeah, I never been a fuck, nigga, that never been my kind I just had a talk with daddy, yo, he told me waste no time So I'ma put this shit up in they face and keep your name alive So I'ma put this shit up in they face and keep your name alive Flip, yeah, nigga, flip, flip Fuck everybody and fuck everything, nigga Get money, nigga, flip Run that shit up, nigga. Run that shit all the way up, nigga. T can't run it no motherfucker more, nigga. All the way up, nigga.